to Mike Chank Waifu Waifu. Check waifu waifu. Deliano, is that you? It's time to hit a 180. This is episode 180, 180 of Mike Check Waifu Waifu. As always, brought to you by Lou Complex. Make sure you go to lucomplex.com. Also, check out don'ttalkshop.com as well as our Patreon. Make sure you go to patreon.com slash Mike Check Waifu Waifu to get early access to the video version of the podcast as well as. Uh, Early, uh, okay. I'm just procrastinating because I don't have the Patreon pulled up. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, please don't judge me. Judged. Listen, and loved. We love you, so it no matter. I wasn't even logged in. Ain't that some shit? I ain't cutting this out either. It'd be like that, you know. So how you feeling, man? I'm solid, bro. I'm having a good time. Uh, it's it's been cool. Uh, you know we've been playing a decent amount of Pokemon lately. Oh yeah, whole lot of that. So uh, I'm, I'm gonna let you get to the the Patreon part, but I just wanted to say, um, Polo asked me to catch this Pokemon exclusive to the game version I've been playing, and I went in and I'm I'm a little sorry about it. I meant to turn off auto save, and I should have turned off auto save. What I did was <clears throat> I turned on I, I I made a sandwich in Pokemon. That increases my encounter rate for electric Pokemon, my, uh, my shiny rate for electric Pokemon, mm. and uh, the chance they get a title, which all it does is when you throw out the Pokemon, it says whatever their title is when they when you throw them out. Okay. So, so uh, I'm running through, you know, that area, area zero or whatever, and I'm seeing all these electric Pokemon there, the, the Tyranitar one, the Iron Hands one, and I'm like, bam, I'm about to get Polo a shiny one, too. I'm going to get him a, a hard one, a good one. And I run across a Raichu, first Raichu I've seen in the game, and it's shiny. Catch it. Oh. I save it. I had three minutes left of my sandwich left. But, I, but my intention was to do was to, uh, if I didn't catch your shiny uh, iron hands in the first 30 minutes, I'd just reset and do it all over again. But because I saw a shiny Raichu, and I was like, I can't pass this up. Dog, I saved, I don't, I don't and I had it. three minutes left. I don't need a shiny one. I just need one with with best HP and best attack. I know. Even though I know I can like, what is it? uh, Hyper train it. Yeah, hyper train it. I don't think, is it the same? It is. Essentially, it's the same. Same. It just costs you a bunch of money. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'll do that then. The one you already gave me. All right. (laughs) Shout out to the Patreon producers. Let's get back to the show. A.B. Aaron Brown, Dre, the GOAT, G. Johnny. From Shogo High, Ked the Pro from Chaotic Culture Podcast explicitly, Monique Williams and our boy Nachi. Thank you all so much for producing this and many other episodes of the podcast. Um, back to it. Yes. Uh, the after story episode that we were going to be recording or dropping soon is pretty much going to be the uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet review, um, basically. So um, if you're into Pokemon, 
or video games in general, come to that episode of uh, come to patreon.com. Support us at a dollar or above to get access to that bonus podcast. Um, Yeah, man. Fuck, man. I'm not going to hold you. It's been hard to play anything else. I had to force <laughs> myself to stay off Pokemon because all I've been doing is just kind of trying to find the right uh, the right mind that I want for my team. Like I've been and I haven't been looking at any like team guys or anything like that. I've just been kind of doing what's what I feel is cool for myself. Right. The only thing I'm pissed off about is that I don't have a good electric, which is what I'm waiting for for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I want to run <clears throat> two dragon type seat. You know what? I'm going to say that for the after story. We're going to say that for the after story podcast. Come back for that. This is the anime podcast. I'm at Polo Bornfly on all social media. That's at King Teliano. Follow our Twitter at Mike Check Waifu. We got an anime podcast to talk about. Listen, um, uh, episode of the week this week, Tell. It's hard for me. I ain't going to lie to you. Episode of the week for me this this week is hard. I'm going to choose. I'm going to choose uh, My Hero Academia again, bro. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think I'm going to choose My Hero as well. Um, more Than a Married Couple was great per use, but it wasn't the strongest episode they had. But there's a lot of implications that we're going to talk about in the second half of the show for spoiler talk that did change a lot. And it's uh, a lot of gut, che- a lot of our past gut checks. We also going to bring in Huey TJ's gut check that he, he gave us on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. Also, somebody else picked it up, too. So make sure you stick around for the uh, spoiler half of the show because I want to share her thoughts as well. But yeah, it's. It's still great, man. It's still a great show, but I'm definitely giving it to My Hero. My Hero was huge, ginormous episode. We're going to talk about that in the second half of, of the show, of course, too. But this week, man, what are we going to talk about this week? Watch anything new? Uh, I, Not specifically anything new, but I, I did have... So I know you haven't watched it. You dropped it. <clears throat> Reincarnated as a sword. Okay. Yeah. For me, Reincarnated Sword went fucking crazy this week, bro. It <laughs> went crazy. And I only say it went crazy because literally last week, uh, and I mean this is gonna be spoilers. Um, Reincarnated Sword is a uh Izakai this this season. Technically, it's about a character who died in the real world, got reincarnated in another world as a sword. He trains, becomes an OP sword, and someone picks him up and makes them OP as well. Um Last week's episode of Reincarnated Sword, basically the our main character outside of the sword is a black cat girl. Um, she looks like a regular girl. She just has black hair and black, black cat ears. Uh, she fights a blue cat, which are tr- basically they're traditionally known to kill black cats. That's the expertise. Ex- that's the expertise. They they go out with their mercenaries that kill black cats. Black cats are basically almost extinct. She basically mutilates him, like puts her sword in his mouth and just cuts him, cuts his head off from there. <laughs> yeah, spoil the whole show. I'm just saying that's what happens <laughs> in that part. This most recent episode, though, went crazy because we got to see her fight one of the strongest people in this world, essentially. Um, now, she doesn't win, but what she does in this this fight was, was actually crazy. Like, just how they choreographed the fight, how they showed her thinking out the fight. It actually showed a lot of character growth from when she was a, a slave character to where she is now 
so yeah, I, I, I thought this episode of Reincarnation Story went absolutely crazy. It was a real good episode for me. Um, and she inspired all the other characters in the show to even be better. It was it was dope. Remember, he did give y'all a spoiler warning at the beginning. So sorry if y'all are wanted to watch it. <laughs> Tell like to spoil everything. Um, I do want to add something that I did watch though. Something new. What's up? I had so much trouble. Like I was so like if I wasn't playing Pokemon, I was in the mood for anime. I watched everything super early in the week. Um, and I was just looking for shit to watch. I finally watched the uh, Sword Art Online progressive movie, the first one. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, the one thing I will say this, and I, th- I think I said this back in the day too, but for some reason, the, uh, the side characters dubbed always sucked. And I don't know why that is. But Asuna and Kirito, they sound great. I do want to say that um, Progressive is what SAO should have been. But from Kirito's perspective, it's so different. It's so different than what actually happened in the show. Um, but it's it was a, uh, a, a more, what can I say, interesting story than what Kirito went in the original anime. I think this progressive take of things is very annoying because it's it's basically going to come out with a movie every year and a half, two years or so, um, continuing this story. Now, I don't know if they're going to do what what progressive has done, which is kind of go through floor by floor per movie or per uh, per uh, light novel. But if they do, we're going to have a lot of movies. <laughs> it's going to be 100 yep. fucking movies. But what's up? Do you feel like it gave you the, the details you wanted, though? Yeah. Hell yeah. It was it was just a it wasn't just details. It was just a better story overall. Like a, just. Yeah. Yeah. Because it like I said, it takes place from Asuna perspective. Like how many people knew that before? Um, and this is this is technically not spoiler, but how many people knew that Asuna wasn't a gamer before she joined SAO? She she was like a sword. Like she they, she practiced with a sword. Never. Mm. Never once in her life. She was never good at video games. The only thing she was was athletic. That's it. And so, no, like with that knowledge going into this and watching what it was and, and what she went through, it's it makes Asuna even better character than she was. I'll, again, right. I always liked, I always like Asuna, I always like Kirito. I, I even liked all the characters that we know meeting it within the show. But this is making it better. Like, uh, very little Kirito, obviously. Um, but again, <laughs> and, and you know what's crazy about that is that I feel like watching the Alicization part of Sword Art Online may establish the fact that we could watch Sao without Kirito, sure. and it could still be amazing and sometimes even better than when we had with, with Kirito. You know, like he doesn't have to be the focal point all the time, uh, right? I did kind of want to ask because I really wanted to watch this and I wish you would have told me to like, hey, yo, just watch this real quick or something. <laughs> what, what was like your gut check, gut gut ranking? Like, how would you rate it? Uh, That's tough because I want to I want to bring in everything. Yeah, don't be the, analytical. Just this gut rating. I have to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have to. Because the thing with it is that it it feel the pacing felt weird. It felt really, really weird. Um, 
do you think it wouldn't have felt as weird if you didn't know kind of what the story was supposed to be like or anything like that? No, it still felt weird. Mm. Uh, I think it was like if it was, and I'm not, it could have been, it should have been like two two hours, two fifteen, two hours fifteen minutes long. I think we just needed about a thirty more minute uh, intro into this. But other than that, I would say a, a, a cool eight point five. Cool, eight point five. If I had to give a gut check, it probably it probably should be higher. Um, but I mean, the animations were beautiful. It's a one pictures. We already know what they could do. They've done it for ever, right? Again, the characters are great. The side, the the dubs of the of the uh, of like the side characters, and more particularly her uh, her friend was very bad, very very bad dubbed of her. For some reason, uh, I, I listened to both the sub and the in a dub of it. I started off with the sub for about uh, thirty minutes of it, and then I swapped to dub. And uh, yeah, her friend sounded strange, but everything else was great. Everything else was great. Uh, oh, and uh, fuck, I forgot how uh, <laughs> I forgot how fucking deadly this this show was. You know, because if you watch the show, you know that it ended up being like what. How many people we killed? Like fucking thousands. Yeah, like thousands. It was like the first week, the first month or so, it was like eighteen hundred people have died. So, like the the villain is <laughs> is something. <laughs> um, it, it just reminds me of how how uh how deadly he was basically. Yeah, I, I think that first part of that season made that that antagonist great like that for and i think you might have even said this like that that antagonist in that first part of that season the way like how he kind of carried himself and even i guess kind of how things progressed with how he did things made him like a amazing antagonist you know very very much so intelligent he didn't kill anybody directly but he killed a lot of people you know and that's and that just goes to show how what level of demon he was on absolute absolute demon but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I listen. I'm so pissed off because I I started another movie too. Um, it was called Susume. Um, okay. It came out. It just came out like last month, I think. The problem is, is on a site that shall not be named, they didn't have the full movie. They only had the first twelve minutes of it, which I didn't know that until I turned it on and it was over. It fucking stopped at a crescendo and ended. But Susume. Uh, I think it's going to piss me off. Reason being is because this movie is about this girl, Suzume, who stumbles across, across this door. Okay. Uh, this door has some mystical issues or, or, or properties to it. Um, and it's clear as day that when she opens it, she steps through and she's like, she's like, pseudo transported but not and then she like fucking messes with something that fucks up something and she leaves the door open and leaves and then fucking just and something starts to happen in her hometown that looks absolutely deadly and it pissed me off because of the simple fact is like yo you're supposed to be in school but you should decided to turn around and mess with this door because you saw a guy that you thought looked cute Oh, okay. I'm like, well, what? Why is it your, this is your reasoning? And then when you start fucking with shit, like when you start opening doors, 
or this door and you see what you see, why would you not think to like close it or to not fuck with it? You know what I'm saying? It, it just it just seems like she's a, a protagonist that's not the, the brightest. Um, And it's clear that that movie is going to be something sick. Now, that movie is from the creator of, uh, I believe it's Garden in the... Uh, I think he did Garden. What is it? Garden in the Woods, I think it's called. Very beautiful movie. Um, it looks so everything looks fucking insanely gorgeous. Like, you know how uh you know how Mappa does the uh the over the overly animated animations in Chainsaw Man with the people walking in their shoulders doing that extra yeah, 3D like swing movie. shit. Yeah. This is the opposite. This looks way more natural and 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 like a movie. Um but it's it's very interesting. It's a very interesting concept. I'm gonna watch it whenever I can get the the full version. <laughs> and what was the name of that movie again? Susume. Uh, yeah, it's very very interesting. I'm I'm very curious to see where it's gonna go, but I'm I'm like looking at this main character like, what the fuck are you? You know that yeah, that, that protagonist holding you back, huh? You know that feeling you give me like, what the fuck are you doing? Type shit. Like it's just it's literally that. I'm like, come on, man, you can't be this stupid. Uh, so. All right, before we get into it, or more in, uh, more in, into it, reached out on Twitter. Our boy, uh, Dad Needs to Talk Podcast, a.k.a. Rob, he says, actually, shout out to everybody on Twitter that just showed us a bunch of love this week. Y'all do show us a lot of love on Twitter almost every week, but for some reason, y'all y'all came through and, and, and showed us ridiculous amounts of love, and we tr- truly, truly appreciate that. Um, uh, shout out to Black, a- Black Anime Podcast or our boy Ash over there uh, across the ocean, across the pond, if you will. But shout out to everybody that just showed us love. We appreciate y'all. But Rob says, and Rob was one of them, but this time he has a question for us. He says, three anime movements that uh, that shocked you and left you uh, and left you speechless. He says, a few for me is Gone Big Transformation, Hunter Hunter versus Pito, Vegeta mm-hmm. Final Atonement versus Boo, and uh, the main villain first appearance in Ushio and Tora. He said, by the way, have y'all seen this anime? I have not seen that anime. It came out in 92. Uh, Till was just born. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so no. So, no, I did not see this anime. It it just is it's way too uh, throwback for me, even though I'm a, I like I like older anime. I, I don't know if I can even go go back that far. Yeah, I think the first I think the first I went back is. Initial D, probably. I hate that you all. I, I gotta watch Initial D, bro. Real good. <laughs> best, right. uh, the best Fast and Furious you ever watch. I don't, I don't know if Vin Diesel will agree with that. <laughs> that sounds ludicrous to me, but <laughs> what? what? <laughs> I'm gonna spit this water out. Yeah, <laughs> shit almost had me at the rock bottom. Okay. Uh, but, <laughs> Right. <laughs> You're a demon, man. Doofus. <laughs> I can't stand him. I can't stand him. Oh, man. Got me over here crying yeah. like Tyrese. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. Oh, yeah, you're right. Sheesh. All right. Okay, so look. Top three moments that had me speechless. Top three moments that had me speechless. Let's uh, that's, that's bounce them off of each other, but I'm going to go with uh, number one. One of my favorite scenes in general for anime, Ikikurugane versus Raikiri, Iroshura, his final his final strike. That shit. I know a lot of people haven't watched the Riverfell Night, or if you have, it's not like top of your radar. But that moment yeah. for me 
one of my favorite anime moments. I don't care nobody say that you know sure all that development that it took to even get there, and then what happens after that. I was speechless all the way through because it went from that straight into what I think is just like a good wrap up to an actual love like story to get get them where they need to be. Beautiful. So that's my first one. Uh, my first one. This is tough. I do think, um, <laughs> and this is this is this is rough to say, but I, and I, I'm just so fucking I'm just such a fucking dork for this SOL shit. But the one time that I the when I say first time, nah, because I watched Kanat, so I'm not gonna use. I'm gonna save that for later. But the, the one time I was absolutely speechless to like where my jaw was on the floor to where I paused the fucking show was I believe it's <laughs> I believe you talk about this all the time too in this re-zero this episode I think 14 of season one and it's when <laughs> Rem Rem confesses uh I'm not gonna you know I'm not even gonna go into anymore but it's when when her and, and Subaru have that conversation and that conversation left me ready to be like yo we can end this shit right now we can end this series right now and I would be happy if it ends like this um that left me speechless. It was absolutely incredible. And a show of nothing but despair. Despair, yeah. Chaos. That's one uh that one that left me speechless. Probably my number one thing that left me speechless. All right. So my other thing, my number two left me speechless. Speechless close to number one. Uh I don't know if how many of y'all have seen this, but when when Okabe for the first time sees Kirisu inside the the handheld thing. Oh shit. I was broken, bro. Cause you know, you already know I love Kirisu. Yeah, yeah. Kirisu was fantastic. I absolutely love Kirisu. So uh to see Mike say Kirisu inside of that, I was I was like, yo, she really and then they explain that she's really dead and it, it was too much. Sorry yeah. about, about the little slight spoiler there, but yeah, that, that moment had me there. Number two for me, um, and we're, we're going to talk about this a little bit later too for our little second conversation, but <laughs> yes, Rob, watch Grimgar, Fantasy, and Ash. It's one of the best isekais you will see. Uh, mm-hmm. And again, what somebody else said, sadly, we're not getting more. Oh, yeah, Grimgar is visually stunning, but bum, we never got more. Sadly, sadly we're not getting more. But th- that moment in Grimgar when they were uh, put in that situation, I'm not going to say anything about that situation, but when they were put in that situation to where it, where it all seemed lost, I think was a moment that left me speechless too. I was fucked after that. I'm like, yo, how how can you do this? This is a this is a this is a We're all supposed to be heroes. Again, I'm not going to go into any details, but I think that moment will leave everybody speechless if you watch this. I think I think Panda was even salty when she watched it because she after hearing us talk about it, she watched it and she was she was upset about that as well. But yeah, that was that was a rough one. <clears throat> My, uh, I was gonna say summertime rendering the entire show. But we <laughs> yeah. talk about that. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna say remake our life, mm. and the the scene for me is more or less gonna be when he first realizes that his uh like I can't remember the girl's name. I gotta go back and look at it. But the the redhead girl. When when he realizes that she stopped singing and stopped doing as much because of his actions and whatnot. Oh yeah, 
And that shit for me, I was like, yo, like he knows what he came to do. And while he's doing it, he he don't realize the consequences of his actions. I love that. Uh, and I was actually in that moment. I was like, yo, what else is going to happen? What else is he going to do that's going to alter the entire timeline of everything that happens for everybody? So, yeah, I'm going to say that one. Yikes. Yeah, that was that was rough. Man. Uh, and that's it, right? That's all three. Yeah, I think you got one more, right? Oh, shit, I probably do got one more. And obviously, I'm going to say uh, Nagisa and uh, Clint After Story. That's it. Evil. That's it. <laughs> Evil. That's it. That's all I'm gonna say. Nagi Sun Clanat after story. Which is season two of Clanat. Um yeah. Absolutely speechless. Which is so crazy how different both of ours are. You know what I mean? This kind of goes into what I, I think we should talk about as far as like a main topic today goes, and that's yeah. That's like revisiting because Rob also brought this up. He said, so I went back to the beginning of my check waifu journey. That was a great episode. One still holds up. I don't know about that one. I don't know about mm-hmm. still holding up, but he kind uh, of he kind of listed our top five that we had. And I kind of wanted to revisit that. I kind of wanted to talk about the change that happened in our top fives, our top five, what it is now and our top five, what it was then and kind of comparing and talk about why we changed our top five to what it is today okay. I wish I probably should have told you about this earlier but I literally just thought about this um, <laughs> uh, I probably should have thought about that earlier but I, I think it's a, it's a good idea for us to do so because man even talking about episode one of my check waifu waifu 180 episodes later to think till <laughs> we used to name our podcast EP1 EP one and it says the introductions and then our top five anime. Uh, that was pre- that was released. That was released January eighteenth, two thousand and nineteen. Ain't that some shit? Evolution, bro. Evolution, indeed. All right, so let's talk about these these top fives. Okay, my top five. Uh, y'all first top five. Mine was number five, My Hero Academia. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Number four, Grimgar of Fantasy and Nash. Reasonable, very much so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number three, Steins Gate. Number two, ReZero. Number one, Clannad. Tell's top five, (laughs) which is probably the most changed, is uh, Death uh, Death Parade. Reasonable. Number four, ReZero. Number three, Kiriko No Basket. Number two, Shivery of a Felt Knight. And number one, Fate Zero. You want to talk about evolution and character growth? Bro, I think we both got some evolution and character growth. Yeah, I, I think, and, and the funny thing is, is like, I think how I, uh, how I just observe what I like, right? Like, even though I like something, like, cause I think Shivery of a Fell Knight is still one of my favorite anime of all time. Sure. But am I, I don't know if it's in my top five anymore. And that's why I slid it out. Cause I remember I used to watch Shivery of a Fell Knight every year. And yeah. I realized last year I didn't watch it at all. <laughs> See, and that's so, that's so interesting, man. I just watched like a, 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 a some clips of it, you know, like the little snippets of it, but I, I didn't watch, you know, more than 10 minutes of it. So right. I was like, man, that's crazy. That, that, I, that went from an anime that I watched maybe once or twice a year when it first came out to now. <laughs> All right, let's talk about number five first then. 
of My Hero Academia. I'm going to go first. So My Hero Academia, that was 2019. So that was seasons one through three, <laughs> obviously. Uh, I thought those seasons were incredible. I thought everything from the emotional impact that just the music had alone was special and spectacular. Again, th- even back then, I was leaning more towards the, the action um, side of things. As you can evidently see from my top five, because yeah, <laughs> um, I, f- I feel like what my hero was, it was special for the time it came out. And I still feel this way. The time it came out was an absolute special time for anime. I think it brought anime back to the forefront of things because it was on the tail end of Naruto ending and, and Bleach being gone and and mm-hmm. even and even like Titan was gone for a little bit and Tycho Titan was gone for a bit. So. Like the, the time that my hero came out was like the perfect time. Um, I feel like, uh, and that's what made it special for me because I was, I don't even know how I was watching it. But was I watching it on site? Shall not be named. I think I was just watching it on site. Now shall not be named and just kind of like enjoying it. I enjoyed the dubbed of it. I enjoyed every character's dub voice. I thought it was fucking dope, which is something I haven't gotten in a while because I was going through this phase where everything sounded bad and dubbed for me. Um, but no, it, that that brought me, that brought it back. That brought it back for me, and that's why I put it in my top five. Now it's out of my top five. Clear as day, four and five, mm-hmm. absolute garbage seasons to me. Twenty five percent of them were good. Again, like I always say, twenty five percent of four and five was good. The rest of it was trash. Um, and I can guarantee you that nobody else remembers anything that happens in those other two seasons, outside of the twenty five percent that is actually good. <laughs> but I don't, I don't think my hero holds up. And even now with the season six being as spectacular as it is would ever even touch my top five. <laughs> it will, I don't, it will never even touch my top 10 to be honest, even still mm-hmm. because my, the evolution of my anime palette has changed so much in the three years since doing this podcast that I can't, I don't know. The Shonen shit just don't impress me as much as a really, really good slice of life do or a really, really good dramatic, even uh, like uh, which I mean, what, mystery or thriller or something like that. Like the shonen's just don't do it for me no more. And that that goes to show like I'm (laughs) that goes to show after watching like mob psycho and just not enjoying it as much as I used to, by the way, mob psycho this week episode was, could have been episode of the week. It was so good. The most recent one. Um, Mm. but like, I just, you know, I don't know if it's for me anymore. So death parade. uh, Yeah, Death Parade. Really good anime, by the way. I think Death Parade is still worthy for some people to be in their top five. But I think I also think that, like what you said, uh, because I don't think my anime palette has necessarily changed per se. I think that I've just consumed a significant amount more. Mm. Right, like yeah. the only thing that's really changed about my anime palette now is that I will watch Slice of Life. Before, when I was watching Slice of Life, it was like ridiculously stupid stuff like uh, Shinchan, the Crayon Shinchan, or Hamtaro. You know, yeah, it wasn't yeah. anything that was actually like this is like your life in April, or I wasn't watching a silent voice and I wasn't watching anything like that, right? Right. Uh, so for me, like having, you know, having like what, what was it? It was a pair of, what was it? Uh, I can't even remember the name. Death uh, Parade. Death Parade, like yeah. Death Parade at number five. I don't think 
is still a bad pick. I just think it it like Polo said, it probably went in my top ten now because there's stuff that I've watched that is either more consistent or had a longer run and had a something that was more uh not conducive but a story that was more concise so there's just so much more that we've seen at this point that we're and i, I hate to say i'm nitpicky now yes but yeah. i don't think like i don't think my palette changed i just think that now for like my top five i've ingested so much really really good anime that like i have to be a little bit more nitpicky yeah I, yeah I, I was just about to say you, you was about to say not nitpicky i'm like i am most certainly nitpicky when it comes to <laughs> my top five like for example and this goes into to, to the next topic of discussion my number five right now is 86 86 mm. is one of the most special just not not just mecca not just drama not just thriller not just mystery but anime in general from the looks of it to the pacing of it to the way it's, it's storytelling is done and, and the way it bounces around and still keeps you in, involved with the characters have became some of the the best consumption of, a, of an anime i've seen uh, or storytelling of an anime I've seen. Like I need to go back and just rewatch the dub. Just I don't want to do that to myself. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just that's just dreadful. <laughs> but it's just that good. Like it's it's that that good to where you don't want to like even spoil anything. Even even you know I'm not I'm, I'm gonna stop there. But I think 86 is is a well more a way more worthy addition to my top five outside of My Hero Academia. My Hero mm-hmm. Academia is right now is fantastic. And it's probably going to be in people's top five, most people's top five, top 10. It's not touching my top 10. It's not touching my top five. It I might say top 30. It might not even hit my top 20, to be honest. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> and maybe maybe one day we'll do we'll do our other 10, you know what I'm saying? The, the bottom half of our list. But I, I just, I the evolution, the character growth, man, it's been huge. What, what was your top... I don't know if you updated your anime list to show your top 10. No, I ain't never. I don't think I ever put in a, a top anything, maybe. Yeah, because what, sure. what you could do is you can go to a show. And, and for those of you that don't know, when you on your anilist.co, what the website, you can put a heart and favorite it. And what did it do? It, it'll, it'll save it as your favorite on your main profile page. Mm, I was about to ask what's the last episode we did. our We did the top 10 on. Oh, shit. And I was going to say. It I, was, I, a, I it was reintroduction for. Boom. And which is like 174 or five ish or something like that. Uh, yeah, we can pull it up. It'll take two seconds. Yeah, that's what I was gonna do real quick. Just like uh, you can go to mikecheckwaifuwaifu.com to see if all of our. I think I put it in the notes. I hope I did. I think I did in our our previous episodes. But I'm not entirely sure if I did. Yeah, reintroduction for 172. I did not put our top tens in there. What a doofus! It's, it's all good. Oh no, that's that's the wrong one. Hold on, I clicked the wrong damn. Yeah, reintroduction for us right here. So, okay. all right, my number five. Okay, um, a much much more deserving one for me. Like I said, Made in Abyss. Mm. Uh, I think that's an amazing one to put in top five, especially after I, what I feel like was a great second season, um, a great movie. <sighs> Shit put me on my ass. So maybe <laughs> I definitely think it deserves to be uh, number five. What do you remember about Death Parade that had it in your, your number five? It was unique. Mm. Right? Like, yeah, very much so. This is the anime 
looking at how someone in the afterlife processes death or processes what they did without even necessarily knowing. Yep. You know, they don't even necessarily know what they did previously. They just have to go through this trial, process it, figure it out. And then now are you deemed worthy? Do you find, can you be the person you deserve or you need to be to make it to the next step or be reincarnated? Whatever you, whatever you want to decide. I thought that was dope. Really um, especially considering, um, I'm not a specifically religious person or necessarily care where someone goes when they pass. I'm just saying, I thought it was dope. Incredible. I agree. And then looking at our top fives from the past. Oh boy. Uh, number four. My number four is, it's pretty great. And this is a quick one for me because it's Grimgar. Um, again, we talked about it earlier. Grimgar did the, the isekai genre is what made me fall in love with the Isekai genre even more outside of like SAO because I watched SAO. I loved SAO. I loved what it was. Then I watched Log Horizon. I loved Log Horizon. Uh, still got to continue season three, by the way, and finish that. Um, and I absolutely loved all of these Isekais. And then I turned on Grimgar and it just does something again. I'm not saying, I'm not going to say anything about it because I really want Rob to watch it. I'm not going to say anything about it. It does something so different, completely flips that shit on his head. And it's gorgeous. It's one of the most beautiful shows you'll watch. The dub is absolutely inc- incredible. Incredible dubbed. I think is uh I think that dubbed is probably one of my favorite dubs of all times because of the characters and <laughs> the characters and the emotion they, they spill into these roles. It's it literally it sent chills down my spine the way I heard like uh, some of the characters interact with each other and how emotional they got and particular dire situations or you know or situations that felt that felt uh impossible there it is yeah and for the past my my number one my number four anime in my top five for episode one of my check waifu waifu was grimgar it remains that even with all the evolution even with all the character growth i still feel like it's number four worthy uh, Polo put me on Grimgar when uh when he talked about it one time, and we did that and review. I, I I binged through it, and I thought I think that was one of the best uh slice of life watches, or not slice of life, best Isekai watches I've had. Like yeah. it, it was, and I mean even to this day, like like he said, it's it's a very solid watch. It's hard to find an Isekai that kind of hits the nail on the head like this one. Yeah, man. I God, we need more. 2016 that came out. Yeah, yeah. That, that came out the same year as Sword Art. Yeah, I will pay for more right now. Mm-hmm. Immediately. And then your number four back then was ReZero. So, uh, obviously, uh, what has transpired in between that time was that uh, ReZero had a second season. Uh, which after you know kind of and i think even before then like because we had did some top five lists oh, after yeah. that before we got here and some of this stuff still moved out of my list and re-zero remained and it moved up um, yeah. even before, i think even before season two because i think we did a rewatch yeah so uh re-zero moved up <laughs> on my list in comparison so yes uh i think and for me personally, and I always say this to people, when they haven't watched it, I just say, cool, you know, watch episode four, watch all of episode 14. Let me know what you think. Um, and it, 
the people who do, they come back like, God damn, episode 14 was a little too much. (laughs) Exactly. Every time you watch it, episode 14 will always get you. Every single Uh, time. But, um, yeah, ReZero is just a I, I I still kind of feel like it's slept on. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I, I do. I agree with that to say because it's a it's a fairly popular anime, right? But I I still kind of feel like it's slept on. Like it needs to be. This is not an anime that I need to just say is like, oh, it's cool if you watched or you didn't watch it. It need to be one of those animes like people talk about outside of I hate Natsuki Subaru. That's yeah, so stupid. What? So the thing with the thing with that is it's it's actually it was popular enough to have a three week delay in syndication on Toonami. So like it'll come out, you know, it'll come out subbed and then three weeks later it'll be on Toonami. So that's how popular it was. But the problem with that, I think the time slot of Toonami for ReZero was always a bad one because there's no way it like I don't think enough people watched it because mm-hmm. if it did, we for one, it's still super popular outside of outside of what we got because people are fucking begging for more um and obviously the merch and the games and the festivals and the announcements and stuff people are tuning in to find out what the fuck is going on but it's just an incredible incredible series (laughs) great cast of characters yeah and and i I hate the the argument that subaru cries too much especially from people who like my hero academia um yeah yeah, it's just come on, bro. Like Deku cried for four seasons straight. We get to the fifth season, he cries, but he fights. We get to the sixth season, he cries, but he fights. And it's like, come on, bro. He ain't what? not stop. He hasn't stopped crying. Your number four now is eighty six. <laughs> eighty six. Uh, obviously, um, it's hard to not say it's a ten out of ten. Mm-hmm. I, I can't say more. I can't say less. That's it. Just is. It's eighty six is, is a gem. It's a diamond. Huh. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Now, um, my number three is was in episode one of my check wife waifu Steins Gate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. It's still really fucking good. Um, it's it's still in my top ten. It's just moved to number six. The reason why I moved to number six, scratch that. We just talk about episode one of my check wife waifu. Steins Gate for me was one of the shows that even from episode one, I I am the outlier here. From episode one, had me enthralled as to what the fuck is happening because I always knew something ain't right about what the fuck just happened here, and. When that happened in episode one, um, for those of you, you know, I'm like, for those of you that don't know, episode one is a very, very big deal in the, in the, in the world of Steins Gate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just, I just had to keep watching more. I just was, I was captivated by that. And then episode two and three happened. And that's for me when it's kind of slowed down. And then I could see it. I'm like, but wait, this is kind of getting cool because I'm, I'm infatuated with space. I'm infatuated with time, like the whole concept of time and, the science, like, for example, I fucking fall asleep to space videos every single night. Like any space documentary that's on YouTube, I turn it on, listen to it, go to sleep. I'm I'm captivated by that. And Steins Gate brought me to the the point of like, this does time travel probably the best I've ever seen it done. The most uh, realistic, I guess. 
reasonable. Yeah, the most capable way of doing time travel. And again, watching it from season one to the OVA to season two, or was that season three? I don't even know. It's, it was special, man. It was special. Great cast of characters. Dubbed is fantastic. Uh, Makase Kirisu. My number one waifu. You can't say nothing bad about her. Um, Okabe was a great character who's unbelievably endearing. Um, and even the cast around him, including his, his, uh, his club buddies, <laughs> was, uh, was all great, man. Do do do. Uh, oh no! <laughs> so I hated that. I'm liking my ringtone. <laughs> That's all oh, that, that break my heart. But yeah, Science Gate was so special back then, and it was something that I think probably uh, opened my eyes to more different types of anime outside of just uh, even just Slice of Life, but like the thriller and suspense drama as a whole. Um, my number three now, though. <laughs> My number three now is Summertime Rendering. It's a recent one. It does time travel. <laughs> it does space stuff all extremely well. Great characters. Every episode was a 10 out of 10 episode. Uh, unforgettable episode. Every time you think you know something, you don't know it. And then you you hit with something that happened in past episodes and your mind is blown. And it just it takes you for a fucking world spin and then the last episode was so good it's exactly what I wanted the last episode to be I'm not going to say anything about it but it's just it's just it's a perfect cap kind of like how Astro Lost in Space was just a perfect mm-hmm. cap to a story that was fantastic Tales <laughs> Tales number uh, three Kiriko No Basket so I still love Kiriko No Basket uh, it's just not remake our life <laughs> which is his number three now right yeah it's just not remake our life um our number threes has to do with time travel isn't that crazy yeah no <laughs> no <laughs> no no i agree number three my favorite number so it's something that with time travel probably had to go here uh, <laughs> it, it had to be something good but hear me out I, I, i'm thinking about like <laughs> All the the anime I've watched, and I know, like, even thinking about it now, I would put anime like Hajime no Ippo above Kuroko no Basket. One hundred percent. I never, I never seen all of Kuroko. I watched some yeah. of it, and I don't think Kuroko is bad. I just think that uh, Ippo's growth was way more enticing to me than the growth in in uh, Kuroko no Basket. But remake our life. It has like all of it. You know, it has great character growth. It's, yeah. No, it's not super action oriented. The action is in the 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 telling of the story and seeing how things play out and how how everything unfolds. Uh, so yeah, remake our life was it just hit different to right. me when it came out. And I I even think like I said to this day, remake our life is one of my favorite. The uh, and even the dubs to me is really good. I don't know if you check out the dub yet, but the dub right now me is too. on point. Uh, it sounds great dubbed great man another great cast of characters man fucking great cast i i think we're supposed to be getting more i ain't even i ain't even look i i'm cool with where we at mm. yeah it was, I, I was i remember what we talked about i wasn't cool with where we at. i wanted more i do want more 
I want more for sure. I, I'm not taking that away. If they give us more, I will. I will be there ready. Uh, but if we don't get more, I'm solid. This is this is good. It was a great capstone too. I do got to rewatch it dubbed because I again that was my sleeper for that that time that season that it came out and it was probably my favorite sleeper I've ever picked. And I picked some pretty great sleepers, but that one was at the absolute best. Um, all right, so my number two was ReZero. For everything that we mentioned earlier, ReZero at number two is perfectly normal. <laughs> uh, because now my number two is Kanad. Kanad obviously is, forever will be, the slice of life that changed my life, that changed the way I consume anime. I talk about this story all the time. Everybody that listened to this podcast for 180 episodes, no, I'm not going to repeat it again. Um, great fucking show. The first, I'm, I will say this though, the first anime that made me fucking Christ not in tears, not just tears, not just the one, you know, the one little thug tear that you get when, when you're watching something that's sad, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, that's crazy. Your eyes water a little bit. You got that one tear that dropped down. No, this shit made me cry. And <laughs> like in 2008, bro, I was I lost it, man. I fucking I lost my so much, I lost my shit for that show, man. And it 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 changed the way I watched this shit, man. And it, it's it would always remain in my top five, no matter what I watch. It will forever be there because of the impact that it had on my life and this animation in general. So I, yeah. I said I hit it because uh, when I watched Clannad, uh I remember when certain certain circumstances took place right? and certain things took hold uh i was on the couch in florida and my wife was like what's wrong and i'm sitting there bawling oh man that hurts bawling bro bawling i'm, I'm just sorry, like yeah I, I could never deal with that in my fucking life and then yeah. five episodes later bawling <laughs> I'm, I'm so like, sorry. I'm, the, I'm like, come on, man, Polo. Why do you watch inherently evil shit? All right, yeah, but it, it was great, man. That is great. It is. I, I'm, I can't even lie to you. It's great. I just, I can't put it in my top 100 because I, I can't do it emotional damage. That shit was pain. It's painful. It's painful, <laughs> and I get it. I completely get it. Um, my oh, tells number two was Shivery of a Fell Night. All right, we talked uh, about this earlier, but. Yeah, yeah. Shibuya Fell Night, like I said, it will, it's still one of my favorite. It's just not, I, I just can't put it in at, up that high anymore. But my uh, my new number two, Summertime Rendering. Mm-hmm. Uh, untouchable, bro. Unfucking touchable. I was literally just talking about this uh, with somebody the other day. Uh, like, they talking about, oh, well, Bleach, Bleach is back. It's really good. It's, it's doing everything it's supposed to do. Yeah, Bleach is doing everything it's supposed to do. It's great. No lie. Bleach is amazing. Summertime rendering came out this year. <laughs> <laughs> so twenty twenty two summertime rendering this year. Yeah, you yeah. can't even. I, I can't hold nothing else to that. Not I yet. know Bleach is going to crush the box office and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Summertime rendering came out this year. <laughs> it, it, it showed up in full force. Let's yeah. not forget that summertime rendering came out this year. Oh, bro. Yeah, Shivery of a Felt Night. We are like I said, we already talked about it earlier. That that's your shit. My number one was Kanat in episode one. Obviously, for everything I just talked about, for it being my new number two, um, my new number one now is ReZero, and that's because of season two. Season two was fucking wonderful. It did so much. It did so much. Like it made you even root for a guy that you hated in season one. 
the guy you hated probably most in season one, we all hated most in season one, you end up feeling for him because you learn more. And the way it taught it to us was special. And again, the way it taught us Subaru's character growth was also special. You understand them more. You feel it more. It's ReZero is honestly um, probably probably just as good as Summertime Rendering or 86 or anything that we've watched as new and fresh and and and, and just good. I, I just I just think it's I just think ReZero is still that top spot. That, that king that can't be dethroned yet. Vertel's number one was Fate Zero. Uh, I still That's love Fate Zero. One. Still a big fan of Fate Zero. Uh, the the issue of Fate Zero is it's not Re Zero. Uh, <laughs> damn, bro. Because that's um, number one now. Also Re Zero. So, Polo, uh, one of the one of the moments that really got me was kind of like, yes, you you fall in love or you kind of feel for that character who you think you would hate. Right in the beginning, Forever. they did. They did that to a. They did that with a couple characters, even like yes, like some characters that you would think you would hate. But I always love. So yes. in in art, we 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 have what we call closure, right? Closure in art is the the fact that if I draw a circle, if I start drawing a circle, and mm-hmm. then I just stop before I close the circle, your mind puts that circle together. That's closure. I feel like ReZero does that so well here. Like, and, and we don't get every single detail, but we get a ton of fucking details and not everything has to be filled in. It's almost like ReZero is an artifact and we're archaeologists. And it's like we get that, that, that we get just enough detail to put it together in our head ourselves. And ReZero is just fucking amazing for that. It does. It does what shows that we, we talk about it all the time. If you do this well, we we're probably gonna love it, and that's right. we know what the character know when the character knows it. We don't and, know until the character knows, which is always the best. Not to not to make ReZero sound like it's the best anime ever, mm. but <laughs> regardless of and what anime you like, like, regardless of what anime you like, uh, outside of probably like sports, if you like fantasy anime, ReZero has it. You like action anime, ReZero has it. You like slice of life anime, ReZero has it. Mm-hmm. You like mystery anime, ReZero has it. You like gory and horror anime, ReZero have it. You you want the yeah, main character to be weakened and then show some ridiculous strength at some point. ReZero kind of got it. But like this anime has so much, it has so much packed into it, but it's like they wrapped all this shit together right. It's something that Subway could never do. <laughs> it's it's so good, bro. It's crazy. It's like they it's got so, <laughs> it's got oh so my many, god, it's got so many parts to it that just makes it an actually well delivered like like show. It's it's great. It's unbelievable. It's it's unbelievable. It's, it's something Subway can never do. That is crazy. I talk shit sometimes, bro. <laughs> it's crazy. You just brought Subway in for no reason. Oh my god, took shots. Uh yeah, no, I agree with everything, man. Like ReZero took the place of number one for both of us. Uh it was it was in both it was one of the shows that was in both of our list. Like you look at episode one. Episode one, we didn't have any consistencies other than ReZero. 
And we didn't talk about our list when we first started recording the podcast. We didn't do anything like that. And it stayed it stayed in our list through the three other times that we did our top five. It stayed there. It stayed consistent. Um, three zero is definitely special. I will say this, Rob, thank you so much for, for supporting us, bro. You're incredible. We appreciate that. Uh, everybody else don't ever go back and listen to episode one. Um, <laughs> do us a big favor and just go to like the latest reintroduction episode. So, I mean, if you're listening this far, 40, 50, 55 minutes into this episode, 56 minutes into this episode. Um, yeah, don't go back to episode one. We do reintroduction episodes strictly so you don't have to go back and listen to that. Um, I haven't, yeah, I haven't listened to it in, in many years. I probably should, but I just know that it's not where this podcast is now. It doesn't represent us and who, and who we are and how we do this podcast now. So just check out reintroduction 172. If you want to get a refresher on us or learn about us, if you're new, <laughs> we do reintroductions. Check out uh, episode one just for motivation to make sure we never we never go back to that. Yeah, that was rough. I think Tell first said like when we first started recording, he was talking about how nervous he was. I'm like, oh man. That's nah, I think you said nervous first. Mm-mm. I don't. Oh, I, I was talking. Was yeah, it was you. It was you. Because I'm like, I'm not. I'm not used to being in front of. The, I wasn't used to being in front of the camera at that point. Mm-hmm. So I had to get used to talking. Yep. Like this while being recorded. Yep, yep. I'm like, yeah, I, I stream. I do this shit. So, but I was, you know what? Even though I did, I, I think I still was nervous because it was something that we did, you know, kind of on a whim. Not really. We kind of did some setup. We kind of did it smartly. We had a nice little pre launch. The only thing I, I think I regretted that we didn't do is we didn't have a Twitter to start, which was quite ridiculous. Yeah. I don't think we got a Twitter until like August. We didn't get to Twitter until August when we started in June. Did we? How did people? Oh, another mistake that I did was I posted us on Reddit. That was a big mistake. So yeah, I think our first review was somebody from Reddit. We, yeah, we definitely should have uh, waited on the Reddit thing because yeah. if we blow up, we're gonna be on Reddit regardless. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be our choice. Yep. Yeah, that was ridiculous. But you live and you learn. We learn. We learned a lot of lessons. We we found our niche. We we took this little pocket, and we sticking with it. We did a hundred. We did a hundred eighty degree turn on the podcast. Let's and I, go. And I and I love what it is now. I absolutely love it. It's gonna be time soon for us to be talking about the next season. Got to bring out the coat for Navi. Boy, crazy. That's a. Uh, it's a roulette recommendation roulette, shall we? Yeah, I think I rolled last week. This is part of the podcast where one of us rolls a random year and we both give recommendations for that particular year. So it's my turn to roll a random number year until turn to uh, wait. It's both of us. I keep saying tell turn to read the question like it's the old way. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. Oh, seven, I think we said. Yeah, oh, seven to 22. Oh, nine. Damn. All right, what's in 09? Year before we graduated. Damn, did we do 09 last year? Last week? <laughs> did we? Let's see. No, we definitely didn't. Oh, speaking of uh, uh, recommendation roulette, so I did the poll for five days, and most people did not see all Noah Zero. I was, I didn't know. It only had a few votes to be shared, but to put that vote, those votes in perspective, Fucking Ash didn't see all no zero, and he's the giant shooting robot podcast man. So, like, <laughs> wait, did we do this? 
We might have did 2009 recently. Did I re-roll? I'm going to re-roll. You going to re-roll? I was going to say, it's cool. I already got one. 12. 2012. 2012. All right. I didn't go to 2012. We literally just did 2009, so I didn't want to <laughs> do something that recent. Oh, God. Oh. Oh, this was... Too, I thought... Sword art was way later. Hmm. Okay. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. okay. All right. Trying All to right. find a non-popular ones is probably the hard hardest of this. You said trying to find a non-popular one. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think I got one. Go ahead, bro. Oh. Normally, you go first, whoever. Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with... Uh, I guess I won't say the Blue Exorcist movie because it's not a good one to go with. Is this a down year for you? No, I know. As far I as like non-popularity cool. ones? I'm just trying to see. I know I've seen Guilty Crown and Queen Blade. I'm just trying to find one I actually really like. There's some stuff I watched here that I know I didn't actually like, and I just mm. kind of, I, I just kind of watched it. All right, so I'm gonna go back to the top. All right, my recommendation for this year, uh, and obviously many of y'all may have seen it, uh, Magi Magi, The Labyrinth of Magic. Definitely a popular one, but I'll let it slide. Okay. Um, so for me, I'm going to go with uh, A Slice of Life. It's Hayuka. Hayuka is a very, very, very fucking good show. It's, it gives you uh, My Team Romantic Comedy Snafu vibes. Another great main character. Very, very, very great cast of characters in, in, in the all-around world. Um, but it, it's, it's more so like a... De- you can think of it like a mini detective series that is a, a very, very intriguing. I love uh, it. I'm going to change my recommendation since okay. I was very popular. Simple Gear. Uh, this is one okay. that I actually watched uh, because of the podcast. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have a particularly great rating, but I think the sound design in this anime was 100% worth every second of it. Um, nice. When they, when they did the musical stuff. And then the animation is actually pretty high-end. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure who did the animation, but high-end animation. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go with that one instead. Uh, yeah. That's a good well, one. I fuck with that I one. I wanted to say, for those of y'all who, you know, sticking around for recommend- recommendations, uh, let us know if you have a recommendation from that year. You know, it'd be dope. And uh, I'm also picking up two anime from this year, which is just because I want to have some other stuff to look at from this season, from that year. So what? Which one are you gonna pick up? So I just put two in planning to watch, and uh, where was it at? Damn, most of the shit I watched. Yeah, I, I, I know Polo. It is. It is a decent amount of stuff in here. I actually watched it's just the stuff that I feel like. So Excel World, which oh. I think I think you told me to watch that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so Excel World is one of the ones I'm planning to watch, and then there is. Where'd it go? Something about some some demon girl. <laughs> but yeah, Excel World 
is gonna be the first one. Shit, for me, looking at this year, 2012, yeah, like 2012, I watched a lot of this shit already. Like a lot of it. I'm never gonna watch a JoJo, so you can kick fucking <laughs> rocks. Um I might pick up Blast Tempest. Blast okay. Tempest. I'm gonna set that to planet. Let's go. Interesting stuff. All right, so that's what that's what a uh, recommendation real life is gonna be. We're gonna recommend one from that year that we've seen, and we're gonna pick up one that we haven't uh, each week now. Um, I don't obviously that one's gonna get watched throughout the times, and when we have time to watch it, and we'll obviously update update you as we go out. We're gonna try to watch it this week though. Uh, mine's gonna be kind of hard because it's twenty four episodes, but. Knowing me, I'll probably fuck around and watch it all in the day. <laughs> all right, we're going to take this. Oh, shit. It's time to actually. Damn, we fucked up. Because it's time to cue the music. Oh, Bleach, brother. It's always good to come back to Bleach. Always good to come back to Bleach. Listen, I. <laughs> Sorry if y'all hear them cut the grass again. But. What. We are obviously going to spoil the Thousand Year Blood War arc episode seven and eight, right? Yup. Okay, seven and eight. And to be honest, man, I didn't think the shit can get any better, and it did. <laughs> uh, so how they started off with episode episode seven was intense, right? Yeah, I know. Seeing our boy get split in fucking half. I mean, I have. It was more like a, a third. And a, and a nice, nice little angle for the five. I mean, you know, it's still half if you look at the longitude versus the 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 latitude. That whatever. <laughs> no, for, chopping him up like that was fucked up, though. I mean, but it's war, so we kind of expect casualties to be casualties. But bro, he's a he's a fucking monster, and even and I hate to hate to see how the Quincy King addressed how he died as mm. being like meaningless and it was pathetic or whatever that and pissed it me like, off it, it wasn't pathetic not even close because had you shown up to him face to face and that would someone <laughs> else yeah else run his state first it would yeah. it would have probably gone the exact same way my dog and yeah. i mean i'm not gonna say like he wouldn't have put up a better fight but Yamamoto was about to, was was prepared to to destroy everything right then to kill him. Yep, and then, yeah, because if he would have known that the Quincy King would have did whatever he had to do to survive, and that would have been enough, obviously. But it was too late. He blew up. He blew his load, thinking he was fighting the Quincy King already. Mm-hmm. Which fucked him. Making sure the Quincy King had no way of escape, right? And that's what you. And to be fair, that's exactly what you're supposed to do against the enemy, where you don't know how strong they are. Yep. Right, they came back and did everything they were supposed to do. Like the Quincy's came back and did everything they were supposed to do to, you know, solidify their victory. Right. But Yamamoto was like, "I have to one shot kill everything." Yeah. So I'll tell you one thing: there is one instance in this entire episode that literally gave me chills, and that's when the song that we're playing right now, that we're talking over right now, was playing. When that was playing, dude, I like chills went up my fucking spine. It literally fucking like, I 
I'm not gonna hold you. I kind of felt like super nostalgic because it was like a different version of the song. Obviously, it's the different version that you're listening to now in the background. But it would, yeah, it was a beautiful version of the song that just sent like chills. That that has to be one of the best anime transition songs probably ever. And this is so crazy that I'm, I'm gushing about this fucking shonen like this because I am not a shonen fan anymore. I hate the shit now. But this shit is just too good to even deny. But the, the also the it's the the fact that we have years of story with this, right? Yeah, true. And, Very true. And the story continues to be because uh, I'm not gonna say it's like the best story in the world, but what it does extremely well is create that idea of like depth and and like uh, intensity, right? Yeah. Like. Yep. The fact that and what makes it so ridiculous is the fact like like you like we said and even before like kind of what they addressed in this is that he never went this hard even when he even when he fought Aizen, you know yeah Yamoto never went this hard so that creates even more intensity like this was a moment where it it was do or die and he did both he did and he died but it was like it was it was crazy it was amazing and then that the the way they kind of show that. Yamamoto and the Quincy King were identical at some point, right? Yep. They both didn't mind stepping over the bodies of their of their comrades, their allies. And while that's that's beautiful, we also got to see that Yamamoto changed. Big time. Big and was time was it for the better? I mean, I think I think he still so he had to change more when Ichigo showed up and I mean like original like the the beginning of Bleach, right? Yeah, yeah. He started to change more. And you see that, like, they, they, they're like, I, I don't think they even view it as necessarily a shame that Ichigo is coming to save them. It's more of the fact that they're supposed to be protecting the human world. They're supposed to be protecting the human realm. Yep. And here we are. The only savior that we could possibly rely on is going to be a human. A human. Well, you know, human-esque. Because yeah, it's cra- I swear to God, I did not read none of this thousand year blood work shit. You I did not. It. I did not look anything up for this shit. Period. I knew nothing, but everything that I guesstimated about this was fucking correct about his mother probably being the queen. And that's okay. That just kind of shows you how fucking predictable these shonen are. Um, for one, because it was obvious, right? Like it's it's obvious that the moment that they came up and they tried to take his uh his his bankai and it didn't happen, that he was it was obviously going to be some excuse about him being part Quincy too, and it it literally they literally broke it down in episode seven. Like yeah, this is the fucking reason why, you know, you are able to survive my fucking knife, almost piercing your neck, because I thought it was about to be a, a hole in the neck. I'm gonna turn into a hollow kind of situation. But then I then I realized, wait, this is the Quincy shit now, so he, it has to be revealed <laughs> that his mom is fucking part Quincy. Well, yeah, and I think that one of the things is that like Ichigo would have survived either way. Nah, like, yeah. what, well, that's what he was saying. He said he should still be alive, right? Mm-hmm. That's what you know. He he thought that he actually pierced through Ichigo's neck, but he thought that you know. Um, based on his precision, maybe Ichigo would, would still be alive. Let's get him on ice kind of thing and mm-hmm. lock him up so we can utilize him the way we need to later. And it ain't work out like that. Now, the king uh, being as strong as he is wasn't really a surprise, but seeing Ichigo go up with him like that and not necessarily be completely overwhelmed because like, 
we yes, Yamamoto is like ridiculously strong, and I think even with the show of power that he showed, Ichigo would have had to do something like that. That final get to go ten show again to even beat Yamamoto. Right. So it just goes to show that like the the power level that that like these people are on is entirely different. Mm-hmm. It's a whole another a whole another entity in itself to be this strong. And I think what was it the end of the episode we see that there's another kind of a entity well i guess not not new but it is something that we've talked about and haven't seen until kind of like the progress of it and i think maybe it's episode eight yeah that's episode eight uh but i mean for this (laughs) for this to be i don't know how i don't know how i was kind of like gut checking this shit through and through even i even still think the eyes and shit they kind of hinted at eyes and possibly being like because when they said Aizen is the most evil of evil but was I think that was episode was that episode 7 still I don't want to move on to 8 just yet they they talked about uh, Aizen in 7 because okay, not yeah. his evil but what he did with yeah yeah so when they said that and then they said but the Quincy's are even more evil I'm like well you know what that means they're gonna mm-hmm. they're gonna use that evil to then um to help because I think I Okay, <laughs> episode seven wrapped so beautifully. I and again, I am so thankful that we're doing two episodes at a time every two weeks. We're doing a bleach talk because doing a shit week to week. Because I watched both episodes today, like that's how I do it, uh, and it just feels so much smoother to watch. Like the anticipation for the next episode is there for me, but like I can, I, I'm satiated with watching two at a time. Right. You know what I'm saying? And to that's good garbage right there. Right, right. <laughs> and to take it and to take it to episode eight like this was the perfect kind of come down episode at, at, from the aftermath of what happened in episode seven that it felt right like it, it felt right mm-hmm. uh because the you see the 13 squad captains they're like fucking grieving over the loss of of yamimoto yes, being literally turned into nothing <laughs> jesus and like that's i don't know man i think that's it was extremely uh sad Mm-hmm. Um, but the one chick, man, that that thirteenth squad captain chick with the the little B person as her uh, bankai, yeah, she's kind of trash. We mean her personality. Yeah, she's kind of like I, I get it. You're you're upset, but like these other thirteen, uh, I guess she was a newer one though, so that kind of totally makes sense. She was a newer uh, uh, squad captain, if I remember correctly, from back in the day. Yeah. So so it totally yeah. makes sense that she can't keep her emotions in check. But everybody else is like, yo, we 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 do this shit. We're captains. We wouldn't have yeah. been able we wouldn't have been able to bend captains if we if this is how we reacted to every fucking wrong thing that happened. Cause she yeah. just was like, ugh, unbearing. <laughs> and I think that like so I try I tried to uh put myself in her shoes because I know like I wouldn't have reacted like her. But no. here's my perception of how she did it, right? Because I don't necessarily think she was speaking out on the grievances of herself per se. Maybe it was like she was trying to perceive the grievances of the whole group and say, like, we can't take any more loss. Right. Like, and, and obviously they're already expecting the worst. Right. Like yeah. if Yamamoto is down, they're expecting. OK, who else is down? Yakia, you know, uh, who else is down? Everybody is down in their opinion. They don't know who else is left. 
Right. right. So I'm assuming that she's taking it for the worst and she's saying that to not just save her own feelings, but the whole like they know it's a loss. They know today is a loss. That's just is what it is. Is it is it worse than is it getting worse? It's going to get worse because they're going to find out more information. Right. So that's what how I took it. But, yeah, I do think that she needed to have a little bit more steely resolve because mm-hmm. you the bearing and and think about how you're going to progress to the future because the, the battle's not over. Yep. You know, exactly. The, the battle is not over. And that's when our flower flower dude came through. Like, listen, we didn't we didn't get this position because we we gonna cry for every fucking death that happens in the soul society. Yes, we we failed that shit. I mean, what do you want to do? It's nothing to do but to go forward. And the, and the fact that they, uh, the fact that they showcased that this this prominently this episode makes me understand like helps me understand why I love this shit so much and why I don't like Black Clover or why I don't like the other fucking shonens that just pop up and and they don't have that. They don't have that kind of like um, leveled personality yeah, or thinking. Yes, man, exactly. Leveled is the correct word there. They're uh, understanding to know that you're not going to win all the time, and if you don't win all the time, you have to fucking you have to fucking steal it and go forward, not cry about it, and then you you get some sort of plot armor power that magically appears. Is it's, it's something <laughs> exactly? It's something that, and again, something that I, I just was was not expecting to enjoy this no i was it's bleach man bleach is just good it's just good so um going into episode eight would you think about uh squad zero yeah that's (laughs) very interesting concept i i knew it was i hate the fact that they they're a bunch of goofies well yeah not even just that i hate the fact that we just found out about a squad zero Mm-hmm. Like I would have loved for hints to be dropped throughout. Well, years prior, I, I I agree with that, right? Because like we knew about the Soul King the whole time, mm-hmm. right? We knew about the Soul King, but we didn't know if the Soul King was like his own. Like, did he have a group, or was he just him by himself? He just rocked by himself because that's all he needs. Yeah, uh, that's why I didn't I feel thinking- right. That's why I didn't feel right because we knew about the Soul King back in the Eisen arc. So mm-hmm. knowing about the Soul King, why not once was Squad Zero mentioned or even thought of? Like, if it was, it would have just made this shit even more the better. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I mean, I guess if as a writer, you, you write yourself in that corner. Right. And I do think they they kind of try to remedy that with Aizen trying to make the Oaken key or whatever. Yep, yep. Because you know that that is the, apparently the, the Squad Zero, their bones have been made into keys to get them to the Soul King, right? Mm-hmm. So they are entirely unique. They are all captains. They're, they're, no one controls the other, but they're all like goons, right? When they uh, pulled up, I hated it. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> I like this." I'm like, "They got, they got the everybody look goofy except for the lady, and then she's about to be like the overbearing, I'm super caring, loving type." But she wasn't, and they just they. It, it was funny though, in the sense of like these are a bunch of goofies, and then the moment they start acting like out of their place, right? Like yep. the 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 regular stereotype and, and um soul society start acting out their place. They was like, "Whoop." Nah, we we are we are different. <laughs> we are certainly different. She went and got everybody in the blink of an eye that was, or the people that were hurt that they wanted to take back in the blink of an eye, including yep. Ichigo's uh, bankai because we saw his bankai was broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I also do wonder how would that fight have fared had Ichigo not already been 
fighting, right? Like if Ichigo would have not necessarily the soul, the the uh, Quincy King, but the Quincy Kings like do underneath him, the the blonde hair dude. Yeah, no, he would have. He probably would have one shot him. Yeah. Um, so I was wondering, but like the to see what this uh what to see what this what this group zero can do um without necessarily being in a motivated state was kind of dope. Yeah, because I absolutely love how they even explained it. They even was like, listen, Squad Zero is a squad that is only comprised of five people. But these five people, all five of them together, is stronger than all 13, <laughs> all 13 uh, squad captains together. <laughs> like, yeah, and, I thought it said squads, not just the captains. Oh, yeah, true. It probably meant squads in general. Uh, but no, I say captains. I definitely say captains. But like that's unbelievable the amount of power they have if that's the case yeah that could have turned that entire battle for sure a hundred percent but like like the the the, the uh, squad zero dude said he's like listen our, our job is to protect the castle it's not to protect us uh, uh Saren ray Saren, what's it called Saren ray it's that's D it's a red tie whatever it's called it, that's y'all job and y'all failed <laughs> don't go Yo, that shit was so good to fucking knock her back down to earth. Like, yo, y'all failed, not us. It was y'all job to protect the soul society, not ours. We are protect. We are here to protect the king, and that's exactly what we're gonna do. And I'm just, I'm glad that there was. What what's most important to me is that I'm glad that Bleach is more fleshed out than just a soul society, because just a soul society never really made sense to me. I feel like there had to be more layers to that shit. And thankfully we, it is. We did talk about this in a gut check though, because we talked about and it might have been the last last two episodes when we talked about this, but we said something about how like what happens, you know, on the outside of the soul society because of the fact that we know that they had to get into the soul society before. Yeah, we did. And then they did they did kind of explain that those gates aren't just for the protection of what's around, you know, the Seratai. It is for you know the overall seeing like you know when when Squad Zero pulls up that those gates are there to keep everything on the outside safe too because they them being there alone was just enough. <laughs> True, I it's unbelievable. And then and then it goes into the uh, the dude that was that literally shut old girl down, the fucking healer. <laughs> the healer and, it, and, it, and he kind of shows what he what he does and what he's capable of and or what his I don't even know what is that his bankai I don't even know what that is his little spring I would assume that's his, his bankai or some shit um, nah yeah maybe but like I think it's so fucking cool that we got a whole new set of people to learn about now uh, let's go into gut check I think this is the perfect time to go into gut check because alright all right. Knowing what we know now, I think there's obviously going to be a training session coming about. This is where that Ichigo learns of his origin story of his mother being a Quincy and his father being a uh, the Quincy King says my son pissed me off. I didn't like that at all. But yeah, because I kind of feel like I know we know what that means. Yeah, like did his no because his I don't know I don't know oh. man. Go ahead, I'm, go ahead. I'm gonna tell you what I think about it, but you get your gut check. Because it's, it's. I'm thinking it's. I don't know if that's his. If his mom has sex with the Quincy King, that's mm -hmm. not where I'm going with that. Because I right. still think I still think Orahara is the Quincy King's son. 
But I think that because the Quincy King is the Quincy King and he has something to do with the Quincy's being, being about, including his mother and his mother falling in love with a soul reaper. And that's, well, you know, it's, it's kind of a big deal there. So I'm thinking that's kind of how that went. Um, and kind of what made Ichigo what he is. And I think she was super powerful too. I think his mom was probably a fucking powerful ass Quincy that retired because she fell in love with a soul reaper and it was obviously forbidden or whatever. (laughs) But, but I think what what's going to happen is the, this is a training session um, with the fucking squad zero people. They're going to run him through the ringer. He's going to get beat the fuck up. He's going to go through some crazy, crazy and, and ridiculous amounts of training. That's going to awaken his, full Quincy ability and he's going to have a new form obviously that's going to come way later um, but <laughs> I think what's also going to happen is they're going to heal the others that they brought which is obviously Rukia her brother and um, Renji and they're going to also train and when they also train this is going to be the start of the Bleach Avengers which is going to mm-hmm. be them plus uh, Aizen and that's when the next evasion come through I'm kind of going Kampachi Yes, again, Kapachi too. He hate losing. He yep. hate losing. So you know. Yep, he gonna pull up too. Yeah, so I think that's gonna be the ragtag Avengers of, of Bleach, and they gonna pull up in that next evasion. It's gonna be fucking crazy. But that's a little too so, far ahead. So I I, I agree with that. Uh, I think that the the Soul King uh, about the Soul King thing, saying my son, whatever, right? I think the Soul King. Oh, Quincy King. Yeah, the Quincy King. The Quincy King fancies himself a god, so everything under him is his son. I think that's also why he doesn't mind stepping over the bodies of, you know, his fallen people because he, to him, he's a guy. He can do whatever he wants. He does what he needs to do, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So that's my um, opinion on it. Uh, but everything else you said for your gut check, uh, I don't disagree with it at all. Um, I, I, well, I don't feel like it's going to reveal like something big for his Quincy powers yet. I do think it's going to start to reveal that he can do more. Right. <laughs> and I think that the the whole thing that because they did give us that idea that like he can't uh he he can't uh he more or less can't just re- recover his his Zangetsu. But what I think is gonna happen is that they are gonna have to like this is gonna be like a restructuring, reformatting of the soul kind of thing. Yeah, and so, I and I did say he's gonna He's gonna re. He's gonna create a sword of his own, which obviously means that creating a sword of your own means some incredible shit, probably. Yeah, so I think that he's gonna have. We're gonna finally see Zangetsu again in the Thousand Year Blood War arc, and then it's gonna be time to really pop off. We're gonna really see what, what Ichigo's bringing to the Soul Society. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun one. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, that's it for Bleach Talk. Um. Yeah, I, I know we, we did the uh, the recommendation roulette already, but we're just going to slide into the song. <laughs> so we'll be right back after these.
And welcome back to my check waifu waifu. Can't believe we almost forgot about the bleach talk. Um. <laughs> anyway, this is the second half of the show where we're going to spoil My Hero Academia. Oh shit! Let me get the uh, proper episoding. Episode nine of season six. We're going to spoil More Than a Married Couple, episode eight. We're also going to spoil Eminence in Shadows, episode eight. Uh, but first, My Hero Academia, bro. Holy shit. Okay, so I was pissed off last week about Aizawa and just getting shot with that bullet. <laughs> he did the most craziest thing I've ever. I didn't even. I didn't even think about this even being an option. But the moment he got hit with it, he cut off his leg. Yikes. Was that actually crazy or was that the right thing to do knowing what was going to happen? No, because now you bleed out and you passed out and you can't use your fucking eyes anyway. But if you would have kept your fucking leg, like you mentioned last week, the girl could have possibly reversed the issue, you know, him not being able to use it. But I guess they need his eyes now. So... I mean, I mean, they don't have his eyes now. So, <laughs> his eyes now, anyway. It's, yeah, it's so, irrelevant. So maybe it was stupidity. Like, the the in the moment though, I'm just like, yo, Aizawa, that was the smartest thing you could have done. I'm thinking like, cause you know, he he can bear through the pain. You know, he's a world class hero. He knows what he's doing, and he can he can take his leg off, and he'll be able to do what he needs to do to make sure everything gets done. But what Shigaraki said was that for a moment you were distracted. And that's all it took for Shigaraki to change the game, change the flow. But and did he to, change the flow? Nah. <laughs> kind of nah. not, no. But he, he got that opening to de- not decapitate, but, you know, dis- dis- disable, disable, disabilitate um, uh, Aizawa. And yeah. that, that was important for him on his side because now, even though he's not he ain't able to do shit right now. <laughs> yeah, even though he ain't really popping off hard like how he how we thought he would if his quirk was fully available. Uh, you know, he's made a way for himself to do something. Yeah, and and he wasn't able to do it obviously because Deku was fucking beating his ass. Um, yeah, <laughs> beating his own ass and beating his. I was just about to say that and beating his own ass on top of that. Like I just I can't believe how good this shit is because it's just now it's not even fucking it's not even taking it took 15 seconds to just pick up where we left off and just continue on the continuation of what's going on um is this going by fast for you as a manga reader is this coming up on fast like fast on what you're looking forward to like in later chapters obviously we don't with no spoilers i'm not sure how they do this and not reveal some ridiculous fucking things because there's so <laughs> this uh, I can't talk about it. Okay, but I'm thinking it is the pacing is fast. Yeah, so like yeah. I feel like, and I, I hope that it doesn't come out of this. They either have to draw this fight with Shigaraki out. I mean, from the looks of it, I don't think it's gonna happen because next week we kind of see that literally the the previous wielders are literally wielding. They're, they're just fighting each other now. There's a, it's a fight between ancestors, beating like a, or it seems to be about to be a fight between ancestors, and that's interesting. That's fucking after, interesting. I, after I, this season is done, they're basically gonna be caught up with the manga. Is how I see it. Yeah, that's what I kind of figured. 
And I, I hate great. that concept because that means either we're going to start getting filler. And I, I don't want the filler, bro. Or, or, hear me out. Hear me out. Maybe they catch up to the manga and you, manga people, are on the same page as us anime watchers and we learning at the same time. Then, but they, they never do that. What anime does So that? what? Who gives a shit? It's my hero. They can do whatever they want. I'm not saying that's bad. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying that never happens, right? Like, if they did that, I'm not saying it would be a bad thing. I think that'd be dope. Mm. Because you... But, because what you're doing is you're putting it in perspective because you have 25 episodes this season. So with everything that we're getting now, you're saying there's just no fucking way that they don't catch up to where you are I'm now. I'm not saying they don't catch up, but after Without this, filler. It's like, yeah, it's going to be hard to figure out what the next season is going to be. I'll say this. Right now, we're about what? What's, what's 9 out of 25? What's that, like 30%? 45, 40, 30, 39-ish percent, roughly. It's if it stays thirty nine percent, can we call the season a success? If the rest of it is just complete ass filler, I mean, if the filler is good, I guess that's but, a good point. Yeah, true. but like it, the only way they can make the filler good is if they go to My Hero Vigilante. But there's no way they can jump from Vigilante or jump from this to Vigilante and people be like, "The fuck are you doing?" Yeah. Yeah, it, it won't make sense because now we just left this whole gigantic story. So they literally would have to start coming up with shit. Yeah, I'm man. I'm. What's crazy is that like it, everything else that's even going around around the Shigaraki fight is super interesting. Like mm-hmm. to see how the other heroes, the other kids from one A were saved, one A and one B were saved. Was was it was heartbreaking um, to watch that hero do what he did with those kids. I get it, and then to see him basically get fucking slaughtered, probably. He's probably maybe he's probably alive. Who knows? Probably not. But to see him get slaughtered after that, it was like, damn, I'm like, fuck, this is these adults are like, no, we gotta protect this generation of kids because these generation of kids are going are going to be better than us. Mm-hmm. And you can sense it by his by his actions, by the way, um, you know, uh what's her name? Midnight woman or whatever the fuck, naked sleepy women was like <laughs> was talking it's like you could tell like they feel like these kids are going to be the, the reason why this world is obviously saved and i think that's dope they yeah. they see stuff in these kids that the kids ain't seen yet and i truly appreciate that part of this show because that means that everything that they've done has been for not for not you know it's been for something and it's been special uh they, I mean, and they talked about that when they were trying to get their licenses too. Absolutely. That how the, the quirks compound and get stronger, but that wasn't it for the special specialness of them. These kids are smarter, yes, and they're not coming into this just to give money. A lot of these kids are actually wanting to be legit heroes. Yep, like they look at the adults who are being heroes like this is stupid. Why are y'all being heroes like this when y'all need to be true heroes? Yep. So they, they're being they're becoming the epitome of what stain wanted to destroy basically mm-hmm. uh even with like if, if stain was still around they'd be like okay these kids are about it the adults are trash and it's like that gen- it's like the generation that's i will say it's like the generation that our parents are mm-hmm. our, the generation that our parents are and i love my mom and i love your mom and i love all of our aunties and, and uncles and they're, they're kind of trash that generation is kind of it's kind of bad 
And then it's like us, which we're, you know, becoming entrepreneurs, we're working for ourselves, we're doing all, you know, we're doing all this other stuff. Like, it's kind of just like that, which is kind of, it's kind of uh, weird, weird, ain't it? Yeah, to think about, but that's that's exactly how I'm seeing is my hero. And I'm maybe that's why I'm relating, related to it so much in the past or now more so. Um, I do feel like uh, Bakugo is the most improved character in this entire show. Of course. It always has been. Yeah, yeah. I mean... And, and it's not even... We're not even talking about, like, on the physical prowess side, right? No, no. Fuck no. Bakugo as a character has grown, and they've they shown that a lot in this episode specifically, right? Uh, and it even, like... And it almost makes you feel like some know he didn't really grow. The growth was more that we just find out more as to why he acts the way he does and why he does these things, right? Because, yeah, he grew in a sense of, like, he can be more vocal about what he's feeling, but he's always looked at, you know, the strength that Deku had in terms of who he wanted to be as inspiring. And that's what drove him away from him. He couldn't be around that and be who he was, you know? So like, it, it's yeah, always that, cool to see how, how this character is. That part didn't make sense to me though. I mean, I think of like, like imagine you are, well, how I imagine is like, think of like this, Bakugo is like a light, right? He's the brightest light around. But then you see this same, you see a light, another light comes around, but it's completely different. This light bulb isn't even supposed to be able to turn on, right? That's what Deku was. He's a broken light bulb. And yet for whatever reason, he's still trying just as hard as you are to be that light. And then he becomes that light bulb that was able to turn on, but now his light bulb significantly bright. I think that's kind of what we're looking at. Yeah. So what you just described as hating, like it's, it's, he just, he's been a hater. And yeah, that's, he, has, he has in a sense been a hater, but I think how they described him is that yes, he's a hater, but he's also like, he's becoming a friend. I, I think he's in. Uh, I think he's encouraged by what Deku is and what he's been through. Yeah, he's inspired and encouraged by, yeah, by Deku. Yeah, I don't. I don't think his past self was ever like that. I think his past self was literally just kind of jealous. Mm-hmm. Uh, jealous to a sense of like, what are you doing? You don't have anything, so shut the fuck up. Like, sit the fuck down. You need to be over here. With the regular people because you're just regular, dude. Just chill out. He was literally just a bully and hating. And I think now, I think now he realized like, oh, I was just bullying, hating, and jealous because he's just he's just he has better character. He is a better person, you know. He's and that's the realization though. Like that's what made that's what the realization so good though. Is like the not and, and like I said, not just that, but his ability to attempt to keep up with what he knows is impossible to keep up with, mm-hmm. you know, and how he analyzes things. That's that's the the greatest part to me. Yeah, hearing, hearing how he analyzes the battlefield, how he analyzes everyone around him, how he sees everything. Yeah, he he went from to to me. He went from the the meathead character that we thought he might have been to every season. We realize that this dude is smart. He's not the typical. He he's basically Deku, but just looking at it, like how Deku writes every single thing down. Yeah, he he's basically that, but he just looks at it and tries to instinctively do it. Right. He's amazing, but uh, you know, it, the growth how they write him, it's like he's almost he's got to be the writer's best, favorite character. Yeah, he's he's a lot better. 
that's for, for that's for fucking sure. I I enjoy I I know after seeing what happened to Kachan, <laughs> as Deku calls him, um, I think he's going to fucking Deku's going to probably pop off, uh, and ruin himself completely. That's a gut check, by the way. Um, I, th- I think he's going to pop off and ruin himself completely, though. Um, and I think him ruining himself is going to probably be the conc- the for now conclusion until uh, Gigantomachia come through and sweep sweep him up, probably, and maybe they pull a retreat because all the other heroes, you know, meet up and obviously Shigaraki is going to be out like a light after these ancestors fight each other. Um, <laughs> you know, after these ancestors fight each other, he's gonna be out and can do his his damage. Uh, you're gonna see all the other heroes pull up, and it's gonna be a, a let's retreat, let's gather ourselves kind of situation. Maybe, who knows? Um, but with this destruction that happened, man, these towns being destroyed, and this is a fucking a slaughter fest. Mm-hmm. And Gigantomachia, man, just. It's going to underwhelmingly overpowered. Yep. It's going to change the entire, obviously it already changed the entire hero world. And I, again, I think I'll make better heroes of these kids. Uh, you can't do a good check because you're a manga reader. So next up, I want to go to more than the married couple. I'm going to go not lovers, but not lovers. <laughs> yeah. That's important. More than a married couple, but not lovers is very important to, the crux of that show and I have to remember to say that title um, so I saw a tweet earlier today it was from uh, the witch Hashira herself Miss Extreme Ke- Miss Extreme underscore Kita she says okay uh, so more than married couple is good oh more than, uh, more than married couple but I love her is good and I said ah thank you for joining uh, what I say ah glad you finally joined us it's so good and she said thank you for putting putting me on oh my god well that's nice and he says and I said who are you rooting for most and our friend Huey TJ says, Jiro and Akari. I'm 55% with, with them, uh, 45% with Shashayori. And I said, uh, man, this show, uh, that, that shows how good these characters are uh, for them to be that damn close. But Ms. Kita says, uh, most definitely me with Shayori. So she's 55% Shayori and 45% Akari. Um, I'm going to go to another tweet that Huey TJ said. It was really pertinent. I should have retweeted it, but I didn't want to spoil people, so I didn't. I didn't retweet it, but I need to find it. He says, "Uh, dog, Jiro wants." Oh, this is his gut check, by the way. He says, "Jiro wants Shiori, but is learning to love Akari, but doesn't realize his feelings yet. It's low key becoming a forced on the surface between." The childhood friends, and then same with Akari and with in uh, Minimi, or the uh, he's kick on him, old dude. Deep mm. down, Jiro's gonna choose Akari. That's my gut check. That's my hashtag gut check. Hey, I fucking love that dude. I fucking love that gut check. So, hey. ironically enough, uh, Monique and I was just talking about this, right? Talk to how me. who who she chooses on on what side, and I'm thinking the whole time. I think I know my wife. I think I know my wife relatively well. I'm thinking my wife is 100% Shiori. I'm like, she's definitely rocking with Shiori, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I know my wife. Nah, my wife is 100% Akari. And I was like, I'm 100% Akari. I'm choosing Akari. I, I ain't think you was choosing Akari, baby. Did she tell you like, the reason? She said because Shiori can't speak about how she feels. 
Mm. But so so can Akari. I I know, but it's a because Akari is in a position to take action. She's saying that Shiori uh don't have that same she didn't, she didn't want to step up until she saw somebody else stepping in that place. So she didn't like that. Mm. So now she's 100% Akari. And I, I, I just like Akari because she's Akari. That's it. Like, you know, I think Akari is wholesome. She's just got to put on this. Look, that's her character. Her, her, her outgoingness is different. I like Akari better as a person. That's who I would want to hang out with. But I don't yeah. want to be outside all the time like that. Yeah, I like the fact that Akari or the writer made Akari a fake gal girl. A fake gal mm-hmm. girl. Because those gal girls are normally girls that literally do dating websites that sleep with a man. Like, they literally do it all. Okay. But she's a fake one. She's not a real one. She's just very into the no and into the now, which is very pertinent to who she is as a character because I don't know. She's, um, I, th- I think I agree with you on the outgoingness because at first I was leaning more towards Sayori because I felt Akari was kind of fake because of the fake gal girl thing. But I, th- I do think it's just really who she is. She's just super outgoing and, and wanting to be pretty, wanting to be cute. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, because again, that just stems from my hatred from the gal girls, like in anime, I just always hated them. And she's not like that. And I, I respect that she's just who she is and regardless. My issue is that I don't I don't understand (laughs) I don't understand why we can't just figure this out already right now. You know what I mean? It's this all right, at this point. We now know that Tenji really does like Shiori. Okay, we know that Tenji's best friend um, likes Akari. Mm-hmm. We know that Akari don't even know about his best friend for real. <laughs> like it completely, completely ignores him. She also green hair, bro. Yep. Oh no, no orange hair, bro. It wasn't green hair, dude. No, no orange hair, bro. Really had to crush her. Okay. Orange hair, bro, is the the guy that really had to crush. Um, but even still, like (laughs) to know this now, (laughs) to know that what I said like a couple of weeks ago, I think about Tenji one Shiori, kind of really complicates it. Well, it doesn't really, it does really complicates complicates this because now he's doing what he can to help her, and now we know that what he said in the gym was true. Uh, this is also fucking. Is this how people feel when they watch Housewives of Atlanta, Chicago, loving hip hop or whatever? It's gotta, the fuck? It's gotta be. Because <laughs> I'm feeling so. I'm feeling so conflicted. Uh, I'm so conflicted. We got so much information in this episode, but so little happened. You know what I mean? Right. It, it wasn't a, a lot of actual action, but it's the the talking. Yes, um, man. Shayori's gonna have her best friend spend the night who the best friend has a crush on Shayori. Yep. Um find out that uh the the, the best the best friend who likes Shayori, she uh her husband, he recognizes what kind of person she is, what she likes, right? Mm-hmm. And he's being helpful. And I, I do love that that some of these characters in this show are being uh cognizant and helpful of, of each other. Yes, yeah, man. Yeah. And it's like you realize that like 
in those actions, they talked about again, like the, the, the fifth ranked couple is dating now. We got that moment where Akari is like, why don't we try it? We'll get to where we need to be. But you know what they did? They give us Shiori and um, Megami's score this time. Nope. I think they're mm-hmm. both out of the top 10. It's hard, man. It's hard to know what the fuck is even happening here. I I think I agree with with Monique here. I think I agree because I think no, because I can't agree with that because Shiori wants the same thing Jiro wants. She wants to be able to have that friend that she's had all these years because that relationship that they have has been special. And you know, if you try to date yeah. your friend and it, and he says no or she says no, it will fuck up that entire relationship. So not have that relationship, the only relationship she's had, and I'm not saying that it's a quote unquote relationship, but the friendship she's had with Jiro is the only one she's had. And they make it a point in the show to mention the fact that fact that she's only had this relationship between her and him. Like that's been like truly a best friend kind of thing. For her to be nervous or scared to ruin that is respectable. Mm-hmm. To her, for her to know that she could lose him to try to make advances now makes sense. So hear me out. Because she does love him. Hear me out. Because as a person who loves love, and I'm talking about you, you're a person that loves love. Uh, let's talk about this real quick. You are in love with someone. Mm-hmm who is your best friend mm-hmm. you see them every day now remind you, you sorry go ahead go ahead you can remind me I was gonna say now I'm gonna remind you though that this is her only she got those other friends on the outside but but mm-hmm. this is her really only friend right so I'm not and I'm, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being afraid of right but what I am talking about is this I personally I know there's 8 billion people in the world. If my only friend out of 8 billion people is like this, I'm in love with them and I have to watch that one person, the only person I want to be from. I have to watch that person do everything without me because I'm never going to open my mouth. Mm. I'm never going to open my mouth. They're going to grow up and you know I'm going to fall in love with them more and more because that's my only friend right and then they're going to get married they're going to have kids they're going to do everything I want to do mm-hmm. my best friend's going to do everything I want to do with them with someone else because what she can never open her mouth mm-hmm. you can't tell me that's not more heartbreaking You're right. than saying I'm just going to lose my friend because right. now you got to watch it You're right but the thing is, is and it's not even that Okay, but it's not even necessarily that she's going to lose her friend because if he says, okay, I'm not that interested in you or I'm not interested in you like that or I want to keep our friendship, which we know he won't because he feels the same way she does, I digress. Then we know that that's there. Well, we can still be friends. We know that they go still try to do that, but we know that it will also be not the same. It will never be the same again after that particular moment, even if y'all say we can still be friends because it's always going to be in the back of his mind or the back of her mind like you you fucking deny it. You said no. Like you, you ended me. Um, so I'm gonna try to distance myself from you, and then that whole relationship is gone. 
Would you be afraid to ruin that? Yes, but absolutely everything you're saying makes the most logical sense. Yeah, it'll it it will it will hurt more. It will definitely hurt more if you don't speak up. And to be honest, man, I have no fucking clue how this shit's gonna end. I just don't know. <laughs> I have it's, zero it's, idea. It's gonna, ha- it's gonna basically, and they said it just like how uh, how we were thinking about it. Basically, a little bit like that is um, and I can't remember which character said it, but it said basically this is not one of those anime where you get it's, it's, it's not a harem anime. <laughs> of course not. No. So, bro, you got to choose one or the other. You can't have both. I'm tired of watching um, these kind of anime, man. I'm sick of it. I need a harem anime. <laughs> Worlds and harem. I'm so sick of this shit because I, I keep I keep putting myself in these situations to where I got to watch these shows where people have to choose. And the decisions is never fucking easy. The decision in my team romantic comedy snafu, the decision in quintessential quintuples, the decision in all these fucking shows that I watch that where you gotta choose, man, it's fucking, it's destroying me. It's destroying me, literally from the inside. I just, I really, I really do think, and I'm gonna say this as my final gut check. I really do think he's gonna choose Shiori. Ah, I would rank this as the worst anime ever. Do I want him to? No. Will I rank it as the worst anime? No. Because I, I completely understand it. I think Akari is it's just, I don't know, man. I don't know. QTJ might be right. He's finding out what love is through Akari. Um, he's, he's glorifying his relationship, his crush right now with Shiori. And that's blinding him right now from seeing what Akari is actually trying to do. So I'm gonna agree with you, TJ. Here, uh, my gut check is that uh, I think Ten Ten Megumi is gonna uh Minimi. turn his game on. Minimi, he's gonna turn his game on. He's about to start trying. Which I ordered. Right? Yeah, he's gonna start trying, and I think that it's not that he's gonna start trying in a sense of like cutting out like trying to help her he's going to actually say like kind of what uh akari was saying why don't we date for real no 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 no, no. you don't think so hell no not even close i think he's too nice of a guy i think he's gonna I'm try totally to help her wrong, but I, I don't think he's a nice guy bro i think it's cap no way i don't trust him. no way he's he's too nice <laughs> He's a demon. He literally told Akari the fucking truth when she asked, bro. Like, I know. I know. He's, he's a nice guy, man. He's not going to. that nice is a demon. Nobody that nice for free. He's not going to lead her on. He didn't lead her on. He didn't say, no, we have a chance. He said, no, if I, if Shiori's, if Shiori's willing to, I will I stay know. with her forever. He like her. He likes her. He does. He does. Um, which, I mean, which is cool. Like if they start dating, that's cool. Just give, just, you know, let her know. Well, he did. She needs to realize, I guess, is, is, the, is the moral of that story. Yeah. But I don't, I think he's still going to try to help Shari. He just likes her too much to force her into something she don't want to be in. And then when Jiro says, no, I like Akari, fingers crossed, that's what we hoping. Like, I, I like Akari, Shiro, what the fuck? That's my iPad. Oh, Shiro could be like, you know, uh, Jiro could be like, you know, 
be a thing. And they can all become friends and they can all have dinner dates together when they're older in the time skip episode. Nah, you try to turn them into swingers because that's all that's going to happen. <laughs> no, hell no. All right, next up, Eminence and Shadows. All right. So hear me out, bro. And and I I might have might have said this in the previous episode, but the gimmick is is definitely tiresome, but it does not make it bad, right? Like I'm not yeah. I'm not hating this anime. I, I do want to see him get out of the gimmick, but bro, yes, to see him yes, pop off in a great anime, see him pop off in a school like he did was so good, and he didn't mm-hmm. even pop off yet. He was just you know, and it's like Michael Weston his way through the school, fucking assassinating people. But he's clever, right? Very like, clever. So we find out, like, okay, so we see the the shadow garden, fake shadow garden, come in, and you know they attack uh Kagin Kagino, they attack the girl, and he jumping away, take the hit. This is his his uh his uh background character moment. He was like, this is exactly what a background character would do. So he does <laughs> it, takes his take this cut across the chest, and I was like, how did he survive this? Or whatever. We find out the magic doesn't work, basically, but you can stretch it thin enough to make it work. And that's kind of what he did here, right? His whole magic and binding his heart was with super thin magic lines. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he's everything he does, whether it's on accident or purpose or whatever, just turns out to be right. And I, I do kind of really, really love that, bro. It's yeah. something about that's just like, it's cool that he, that I, I hate, <laughs> I hate that he's still doing this trope, but it's cool to see that, you know, it still leads him in the direction of just being right. It's great. It's great. Like, and I guess that's the, that's the, uh, overlord-esque situation of it all. Um, but I, again, I don't think this, this show needs this trope. I don't think this trope works for the show as well as it does for overlord, which an overlord isn't really a trope because he straight up says, I'm just, I'm like good at the game. I'm not quite sure on the governmental shit or, he says something that's like very powerful to to these people who worship him like a god. Same in this particular case, he says something to the uh, the chick that was about to kill her betrothed, <laughs> and it seemed like he knew exactly what he was talking about. He's like, "Yo, I'm a, we're gonna get this working by the nightfall," and then she's like, "Okay, well that's when we'll do our attack," because the power obviously the the, the thing that's draining their power won't work for the shadow garden. But like I'm looking like I think what I think it is is I think this is an issue with the show being 20 episodes. I don't think it's I don't think it's written well enough to to drag out 20 episodes properly. Mm-hmm. So I think they're trying to drag out as much as they can because obviously this has a mobile game coming out for it. Um, you can pre order it. Yeah, you can pre order it now on the Apple Store or Android mm-hmm. Store. Uh, and I think that's what this is. I think this is kind of like one of those shows where they're just trying to drag it out. And the problem is, is this fucking gimmick is slowing it down, but it's incredible to see him move. Uh, next episode is going to be fire. It's like, this is like every two episodes, we get some heat. And I think, oh, what he did, oh, also what he did to that fucking, the assassin dude with the daggers though. Ooh-wee. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, yo, he was supposed to be a tough guy too. He was supposed to be like a boss, a mini boss, cool mm-hmm. and just shut his shit down, embarrassed him. Like, you got me from inside my net. He spent all that time explaining his net, <laughs> kind of like a, a brain on glouse, bro. 
<laughs> trying to explain I, his net to Shaltier. They're not afraid to kill people. Yeah, hell no. Nah. He chopped people's heads off. He blowing people back. Eminence of Shadows is good, man. It's good. Yeah, it's still good. Very yeah. much so. I think this is a better binge, like when all 20 is out. Mm-hmm. I think it's easier to just binge it and you'll 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 love it that much more if you binged it than watching it week to week. Because week to week is kind of like, oh, come on, man. You spending 20 minutes of this episode in this trope, man. Come on, man. I want to see you pop off. And right. you, you just want more. But so far, so good. Gut check for the next episode. What you thinking? Uh, he intentionally overloads the Eye of Avril. He intentionally um, overloads it? Yeah. What do you mean by that? I mean that him and the rest of Shadow Garden, because you know they do that attack. He did the atomic attack where he tack, like cut it at him and yeah, yeah. bomb. I think he wants to test to see if like, he can take be, all of the power. Yeah, because as far as we know, right, him being able to split an atom doesn't have to be magic, right? That's just right. him moving his sword in a way that's sharp enough to do that. I think he wants to see what he can do, like really test his power. I think that'd be dope to see. Oh, God, so I think so that's what, that's what that'll happen. And then this whole shadow guard thing will be cleared up. And then gamma alpha beta, uh, all of them are going to go take out this fake shadow garden group. Yeah. I, it's I don't, close. I don't see shadow garden being around for too long. The fake shadow garden. Yeah. Yeah. Not a fake shadow garden. Not. What I think it is, is I think they're going to obviously, the Shadow Garden is going to do what they're doing to collect all of everybody and put them in the gymnasium. Then it's going to get dark. The lights are going to go off. The real Shadow Garden pulls up in front of everybody. Make sure everybody can see them like, hey, we're the real Shadow Garden. Who are these imposters? And then it's it's I don't know, fucking it, this is just be cool. So this is some shit I'm making up just now. The lights flash on and they flash off again after they after they introduce themselves. It flash off again, and then the fake Shadow Garden's all dead. It flash on again. And then all you have is a final boss and our main dude with the real Shadow Garden. Like, you know, we are the real Shadow Garden. This is what we do. We live in the shadows to defeat evil, blah, 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 blah. And mm-hmm. then the big dude's like, well, I am the circle of the night fucking people, the bad guys. And then they rush him, and he gets fucking smoked. And... Everybody now knows that the real Shadow Garden are the good guys, and that was just a fake crew. So they can clear their name, and then they disappear in the shadows again, and then everybody's talking about them. Right. Shadow Garden really pulled up, showed them what, what it's really going to be about. Yep, yep. That's right. All right. We just finished talking about Eminence in the Shadow with our gut check. Let us know what you think about Eminence in Shadow. Uh, is that trope still hitting a little bit too weird? All right, more than a married couple, but not lovers. Remember, don't leave that part out. Really <laughs> good episode, always, every single week. Greatness. My Hero Academia, our episode of the week this week was amazing. Man, it was, they really did some great stuff with this. And also, let's know what you talk about that song and that break with Polo. Uh, he gave us another great song like he does every week. Bleach Talk. Yeah, I know y'all love that. Two episodes, always good to bring that uh, Bleach Talk to us. Recommendation Roulette, we had... Uh, two, Excel World, Excel World, and Hayuka from Polo. Then the top five changed from episode one to eight, 180. We made some big changes in that time. We also had some great Twitter questions for y'all. Uh, Polo talked about Suzumai and SAO Progressive Movie. I talked about reincarnated as a sword because it went crazy this week. Episode of the week was Mike Hurricane like I said, and that's been episode 180 of Mike Check Waifu Waifu. I'm at Polo Born Flying on social media. I'm at King Teliano on all social media. You can follow our social medias at MyCheckWaifu on Twitter and at MyCheckWaifu on Instagram and TikTok. And as always, 
Is that you? Is that you? Is that you? Is that you? 